With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Dr. Levine's Medical Hour on News Talk 560 KLVI. Dr. Levine is a doctor of internal medicine and is ready to take your calls at 896-KLVI or 800-330-KLVI. You can listen to Dr. Levine's Medical Hour on the air, online at klvi.com, or on your phone with the free iHeartRadio app. Now, here's Dr. Levine. Southeast Texas Internet Radio listeners, welcome to another edition of Ask Doctor. I'm sorry, Doctor Levine Medical Hour. I get confused sometimes. Anyway, I'm here Saturday, eight to nine, KLVI live studios in person, taking phone calls about uh, healthcare and uh, medicine. Thank you for joining for another edition. Um, obviously, the big uh, concern around the uh, country, as well as uh, here in Southeast Texas, is our recent spike in uh, Delta variant. COVID-19 cases and just the attention being put on that and what to do. Is it a concern? Should we be scared? Um, are we going to go back to the way it was before, et cetera, et cetera? So um, thought we'd spend a little time talking about that. And if you have any other concerns about uh, Delta variant, um, give us a buzz, 896-KLVI, 1-800-330-KLVI. Should we be scared or afraid? Um, you know, I was asked that question a couple of days ago. I had an interview about that, and um, every, obviously everyone has their own opinion. This has been a mixed bag of emotions and a mixed bag of how to deal with it in this country since the pandemic started. So obviously the uh, concern and the uh, reaction to the rise in Delta variants is going to be different. Everybody's going to have a different opinion. That's that's America. We love it. We wouldn't have it any other way, honestly. You know, we want our own choice, and we want to be able to speak our mind, and unfortunately, human nature dictates that not everybody's going to think the same. That's just the way it's going to be. So you have to be careful who you're talking to and where you get your information. We've talked about that before, peer-reviewed journals and getting your source from a source that is very reliable and even, um, obviously, again, some outlets or some people may have an agenda when they're speaking and presenting their, their side of the story. So you have to try and get a, a even a presentation of whatever it is. You know, now we're talking about the, uh, the pandemic and the Delta variant. But uh, again, it's been in the conversation for several weeks, obviously. Um, we were seeing cases of new variants many months ago, and uh, obviously that has picked up in pace. And uh, we were somewhat, we being the medical community, the experts, the epidemiologists, virologists that are following this pandemic as close as possible here in this country as well as around the world, were anticipating and expecting this to happen. And so I don't, I don't think we were caught off guard like we were when the pandemic first started. Obviously, we had no pandemic, and then we had a pandemic, so no one was really, well, there's you know, conversation about that. But in general, we were not anticipating that in year 2020, we would have to kind of pause our economy and pause 
visiting with each other and just kind of shut down for a month or two months or several months, however you want to look at it. So I think that's the question is, you know, are we going to have to do all that stuff over again now that there's been a rise and a spike? And my honest opinion is I just don't think so. Um, and I have my reasons for thinking that way. Um, you know, one is that um, according to what the experts say and, what, and my understanding is, is that patients who are vaccinated and those who have previously had a COVID-19 infection have built up some degree of immunity that does decrease their chance of acquiring Delta and also significantly decreases their disease severity. So I think that's why COVID-19 and the pandemic struck terror in most people around the world, including me, when it first hit our shores and then it hit Jefferson County is the, the fear of how severe your infection is going to be. How bad is it going to be? Is this going to kill me? Is this going to maim me? Meaning, yes, I'm alive, but I'm totally depleted. I'm in the bed. Maybe I have a uh, tracheostomy apparatus in my throat. Who knows? You know, it was just wide open. Who's going to get it? It was just kind of this invisible monster just wrecking our communities and running around without any control whatsoever when it first started. So I don't think we're in that situation with Delta. And I don't think we'll ever be in that situation again with this particular virus. And that's my humble opinion. Again, I'm a phys I say this a lot. I'm just a physician. I can't predict the future. But I'm just kind of looking at the probability of that sort of thing happening. I just don't feel that that is what is going to happen, and it's less likely to happen. And we kind of use these terms, less likely, more likely, maybe possible. Doctors like those terms. Always it gives us a foot out the door in case things don't work out the way they're supposed to. But I just don't think we should be running around um, acting as though the sky is falling and be afraid or fearful that we're going to get back to the way it was. Again, like I said, number one, the vaccinations, not are not where the experts want them to be. And again, we're still struggling and fighting to convince those who haven't had it to get those. And uh, yes, it seems like a lot of the patients who are acquiring this particular variant and virus and getting sick are the ones who have not been vaccinated. So again, another incentive to get to your local medical outlet and get your vaccine as soon as possible because most experts do agree to some to some point that if you are vaccinated it's un it's, it's less likely that you're going to get it and less likely you're going to get sick and again that's going back to my statement just a few minutes ago that's really the only reason we kind of care about this virus right um we see viruses all the time we get stomach viruses we get upper respiratory infections um all the time just kind of coughing, coughing, congestion, body aches, fever. We might have to miss work for a couple of days. Maybe we'll get some, some medication uh, for that. You know, we, we see that uh, all the time with uh, these particular um, viral infections. But normally it's not going to be at the number all of a sudden that we saw with the pandemic, right? And then the severity, right? The morbidity and mortality factor that comes along with these infections, most viruses that we're familiar with or that have been a resident in our community typically don't cause that much morbidity or mortality, so we don't really care about it. You know, um, We kind of just take that hit and we keep going. And that's the only reason we care about this uh, pandemic uh, currently or the COVID-19 is that, yeah, this, this severity in the beginning was, was very high. And, uh, there was a lot of uncertainty concerning what would happen if you got it or your mother got it or your, your brother or sister. And uh, we again, yeah, we had a lot of morbidity and mortality there on, on the front end of this pandemic. And as months went by, as weeks went by, most medical communities got better at 
treating COVID-19 and reducing morbidity and mortality and getting people out of the hospital sooner and preventing the explosion of this, what they call cytokine storm or cytokine surge, surge as much as possible. And even at this point, when, we, when we're just talking about COVID-19 and not Delta, <clears throat> there's still, as far as I know, I, I haven't seen it, um, there still is no agreed upon such that every hospital, every institution is doing the same thing in terms of how they treat COVID-19 in the hospital and certainly how it's addressed outside the hospital, which I find a little surprising. But again, it's a new disease. Sometimes it, it does take time for the experts who look at these situations and present guidelines to community physicians like myself, it, it does sometimes take a while to gather all the information and give doctors uh, guidelines in terms of this is what, based on the research, based on the information that we have, this is what we recommend all practitioners do if you have a COVID-19 patient in your office um, or if they're being treated at home, it is a little bit more regimented in the hospital in terms of some of the medicines that we use and some of the decisions that we make. It is a bit more regimented, but still not strict. And doctors still have the ability to make their own decision case by case in terms of what medicines to use, et cetera. And this is really all based on experience with treating COVID patients. And I don't suspect that Delta is going to be any different. I think the approach in the hospital will be the same. And that's been another question is um, can local uh, testing centers de determine or tell you if you do have the Delta? And I don't know the answer to that officially, to be honest with you. Um, I would assume that that would take some different instrumentation or different uh, chemicals to detect it. I don't know, to be honest with you. So I can't answer that question. And um, I've, I've tried to find out and call a couple of uh, people who I think would know, and, and I couldn't get the answer to that. So I'm not quite sure. Um, hopefully, they would have that ability. And the companies that make these testing, the testing equipment, would have distributed the proper equipment and the proper chemicals and testing supplies to all of the, the different sites that have these testing abilities so that they can uh, test that. So I'm not quite sure uh, about that, but it seems that the regardless, we are seeing an uptick in COVID-19 patients, whether it's Delta or not. And I think the official stance is that the high percentage of new cases is Delta. And again, going back to what we said originally, vaccines do work in reducing transmission, reducing the um, ability to get the, the variant, and also reducing your chances of becoming severely ill if you get it. So again, if you haven't gotten your vaccine, go out and get it ASAP uh, to protect yourself, protect the community. And that's one thing that we've obviously learned throughout this entire pandemic is, you know, we got to come together. We got to kind of think on the same page. But that's hard to do in our uh, country just because of our orientation in terms of our individual liberties and rights and thoughts. And we want to have our own voice and stance and we want to be able to make our own decision. I mean, we we've all bought into that philosophy here in this country. Other countries are totally different, but we've bought into that philosophy here. And it's just really no different when it comes to making a decision about do I do a vaccine or not, even though experts, the people who are in the know and supposed to know what they're doing and saying, still cannot convince these folks because of concerns of conspiracies and concerns that there's other ulterior motives to recommend the vaccine, this, this, this theory or concern that uh, there's nanotechnology in the vaccine, and uh, some people have seen um, someone put a magnet up to their arm and, or I should say a test tube of the vaccine, and it, it changes colors or it, it moves, I guess, indicating that there's something metallic in there and that, that proving that there's nanotechnology in there. I mean, 
they have really taken this very, very far. And I can, I can understand how that can get generated because there's obviously been evidence and there's proof that, you know, in the history of this country, sometimes um, we're told one thing when actually something else is happening. That's kind of been proven on, on several occasions. So I certainly can understand that concern. But obviously, if anyone asks me, my recommendation is to go and get the vaccine. I, I believe in the vaccine. I, I believe it works. And it, it significantly helps because I would say two, two months ago, I mean, COVID almost disappeared, in my opinion. Certainly in a lot of the medical institutions that I work at, we almost had zero COVID patients. I mean, it got down pretty low, one or two in the hospital at a time, zero sometimes. I mean, it, it, it pretty much got shut down. And again, the thing that changed was just the vaccines came out. We were still wearing masks. So we were wearing masks, we got vaccinated, and the thing kind of got shut down. And then, you know, we kind of start opening up the country, and you don't have to wear masks, and you can visit without masks, you can travel. So obviously, those activities was going to generate some spike in our cases. And I think experts knew that. They were, they were waiting for that. So I don't think we were caught off guard. I don't think we need to walk around fearing that we're going to get back to the way it was. I just can't see how it's ever going to get back to that level for the reasons I just mentioned. And we all know, at least I have felt like we've convinced ourselves that the masks do work. Wearing masks, wearing some sort of face shield covering, does it's another way to reduce transmission and acquiring the uh, virus. And I think most people have gotten used to it and have bought into mask etiquette. Meaning if, uh, I, and this has happened multiple times, especially in the office and in the hospital, where I walk into a patient's room, they're not wearing the mask at the time, but as soon as I open the door and walk in, they're putting their mask on. So they are basically saying, look, I respect the fact that these masks are working. I don't want to infect you. I want to do my part. And so more people have bought into that and it, it worked. It really worked. And that's why a month ago, a month and a half ago, it was pretty much dead. In terms of COVID, vac- COVID vi- cases coming to the ER, getting in, uh, p- patients hospitalized, we kind of thought it was over to the, for a certain degree. And um, I, I can tell you that's, that's how a lot of healthcare professionals thought. I mean, it got to a point where you really had to go find the personal protective equipment in the hospital. It wasn't just out in the hallway because that's pretty much how it was when it was just ramping up. I mean, PPE was everywhere in the hallway. You could just grab and go for the most part. And as the cases went down and the the areas of the hospital that had COVID patients um, went down, they closed those wings. All of the PPE kind of disappeared, went to the, the, the basement or wherever they put the PPE and just kind of disappeared like nothing ever happened. And that, I mean, there were a couple of times where you know, I had to go see a patient with uh, COVID, and it's like, where's the PP? Where's this? Where's that? You know, it, it really got that good where the, a lot of these institutions felt like, hey, we don't need to have that out. I mean, we're not really seeing that many cases. We're not treating that many patients. And, again, a, a lot of it had to do with the vaccinations and wearing a mask. That, that was really the big thing that happened in January, February. And as you have seen the trends with the uh, pandemic, Normally, if if a humans change the, their ways, it typically impacts the caseload about four to six weeks afterwards, right? So we do something different, and then about four or six weeks later, that's when we start seeing whether or not it's going to impact the rise or fall or stabilization of the caseload. And so that's basically what happened. We started vaccinating January, February give it a month or two, and then the cases start going down. And uh, at that, again, at that time, there was no issue with the mask. People were still having to wear masks. We were still limiting our movement, and things kind of got shut down. But, again, people want to get up and move around. July 4th weekend, uh, celebrations, family gatherings, traveling. I mean, I've talked to a lot of my patients. They're starting to go on cruises. They're starting to go to the beach, and they're just starting to travel and get out there. So, obviously— you know, we can't sit around forever. We, at some point, have to start moving again, and that's basically what we're doing. So, yeah, we're going to see some spikes, and COVID's not going anywhere. I mean, this virus is here in our community. It's not going to go anywhere. We're going to see more variants in the future. We just will. That's just the way viruses are. 
And so we can never escape it. So, again, we can't sit around being scared and fearful. We just have to do what the experts have recommended to us because they're know the know about these viruses and how they spread and how to prevent them. We just have to do what they ask us to do. It's, it's that simple. It's almost like take your aspirin, take your insulin, take your Plavix, take your blood thinner. If you do that, then your chances are much improved that nothing much will happen to you. Get your vaccine, wear your mask. That's simple. Anyway, if you have any call, uh, calls or questions, Phone lines are open, 896-KLVI, 1-800-330-KLVI. I'll be back in two minutes. The Toasted Yo Cafe, home of Southeast Texas's best chicken and waffles. Feeling at Dallin in Beaumont. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. SelectQuote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-626-5300. That's 1-800-626-5300. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-626-5300. SelectQuote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Have you been putting off life insurance for a while? With the long application process, medical exams, and blood tests, it's no wonder you put it off. It can seem so confusing, expensive, and time-consuming. But Ethos is a new way to buy life insurance. Ethos is built with you in mind. Instead of a medical exam, you only have to answer a few health questions. Our application is 100% online and can be done in about 10 minutes. You might even get same-day coverage. At Ethos, we match you with the right policy and the right price from top-rated carriers with no medical exams and no blood tests. Now you can spend less time sorting through confusing paperwork and more time with the loved ones you want to protect. Go to ethoslife.com today to apply in minutes. That's ethoslife.com. Ethos Technologies, Inc. operates in some states as Ethos Life Insurance Services. Not available in all states. You know that sound you hear when opening a bag of potato chips? And now the bag's half full? Sounds a lot like your propane tank going out in the middle of your cookout. Coastal Welding Supply can guarantee you a full 20-pound tank of propane with every refill. Other propane exchange locations only fill their tanks to 15 pounds. Our 11 convenient coastal locations always fills to 20 pounds. Bring a tank from any exchange program, and you'll get back a full tank. 20 pounds of propane for only $13.99 from Coastal Welding Supply. Find a location near you today at CoastalWS.com. At Golden Triangle Internal Medicine and Geriatrics, Dr. Masanti Levine believes that his patients deserve compassionate medical care. Dr. Levine accepts same-day appointments, and walk-ins are always welcome. Let's create a healthier you with state-of-the-art care, in-office lab, diagnostic testing, state-of-the-art screenings, and patient education. Plus, you receive detailed instructions on your condition with every office visit. Call Golden Triangle Internal Medicine and Geriatrics, 409-347-3621. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Dr. Levine's Medical Hour on News Talk 560 KLVI. To join the conversation, call 896-KLVI or 800-330-KLVI. All right, welcome back to the Dr. Levine Medical Hour. Phone lines open, 896-KLVI, 1-800-330-KLVI. Just spending a little time on Delta variant, such a sexy name, Delta. Delta Force. 
It reminds me of some of those movies I saw back in the day. So, uh, yeah, really a sexy name there. Um, but uh, if you have any questions about that, look, don't be afraid. Don't be scared. We, we kind of knew we were going to be seeing some spikes here in, in the world, in the country with, with the, evac- the viruses. You know, that's how viruses are. They kind of change and uh, they, they morph into or mutate into new variants that we have to deal with. A lot of times when they mutate, they're very similar to the previous original virus and uh, the body is uh, well protected uh, against the new mutation as well. So uh, that's the whole thing about getting vaccinated. But again, I don't think it'll get back to the way it was uh, before. So uh, just wear your mask and get your vaccine is is the way to do that. And, uh, you know, the medical community is, uh, again, more uh, persistent and consistent about how they approach treating COVID patients. Uh, there's not the fear that, that that there was when the pandemic first started, I can tell you that. So it's now a very routine disease to diagnose and treat and manage there in the hospital. And the comfort level, in my opinion, is extremely high based on my experience uh, and my own experience with treating COVID and just the hospital's response and the other medical staff's response to it, it's just not that fear factor anymore. It's just a routine infection. We know what to do and we do it. And so, uh, again, that whole fear issue that was present um, when the pandemic first started, it's not there anymore. We, we are very comfortable with knowing what we have to do and, and we just do it. So, again, it's, I, I just don't ever think it's going to get back to that point. So if you have any questions or comments, let us know. Anyway, I thought I would spend some time also talking about um, beverages. Yes, beverages. Some, a lot of times when I ask patients, what beverages do you drink? They say, I don't drink alcohol, you know. You know, anyway, it's just uh, whatever you're drinking for the, for the day. I always ask that, uh, again, because, again, as a primary care physician, we're trying to help patients figure out what's right and what's wrong out there in that confusing world that is what we call nutrition and advice and uh, man it's just a thousand people telling you two thousand different things and which one do i believe and so i i, I try again as i mentioned last time try to keep things pretty simple just something that patients can take home with them and utilize when they're trying to make decisions for themselves every single day and uh, I, I do have noticed that as one gets older we tend to get a little bit more regimented in how we do things, especially what we eat. You know, I find that as we get into our 50s, 60s, we really start to kind of start eating the same stuff over and over again. It's almost like we've tried everything else, we know what we like, and we just kind of eat and drink that re- repetitively all the time. And uh, especially for a diabetic patient, especially for one who's not being controlled very well, it seems becoming more regimented does help control your sugar a lot better. And I guess what I mean by that is, especially if you're on insulin, if you are on insulin and you are giving yourself insulin injections different times every day and you're eating different times every day and you're eating different foods in different amounts every day, then it's going to be very, very difficult especially if you're on insulin, to get your sugar under control. Now, the tablets and the pills a lot of times will will allow you to still be a a bit more chaotic with your approach and how you do things in terms of the timing of eating and drinking. But when you get on insulin, most of the time that indicates that either your disease has advanced or Maybe you just got diagnosed and sugars are still high and you're trying to get them down, so you just need to be on insulin for a brief moment. I've just found talking with patients and treating patients that if you can become very regimented with what you do, then it seems to help the disease level out. And I always tell most diabetic patients that if you can never learn to eat right, if you never commit to that, meaning you're going to finally say no to the bread, to the rice, to the pasta, whatever it is, the, the beverage. If, if you can never say no to those things and continue to engage in consuming 
foods and beverages that you know cause your sugar to spike, you're, you're never going to get control of your diabetes. It's just that simple. I mean, we can always continue to add more and more medicines. I mean, you've, it, it, you, th- there is just so many, there's so much out there for diabetes and medicines right now, more than there was three years ago, and I don't see it slowing down. Just, uh, the pharmaceutical companies know this is, a, this is just fertile ground for profit-making diabetes, okay? And they're all in. So you're going to continue to see products hit, hit the market in terms of medications, tools, uh, monitoring devices, uh, meters, all sorts of stuff. I mean, the market's going to continue to expand. Making this, this is a global problem. So all the companies are certainly trying to get in on this and profit from this. And uh, yes, unfortunately, medicine is uh, a profit-driven industry in our country. So try not to be fooled about that. That's very open. There's been books written about that. So it's very obvious that a lot of what goes on in the medical community, in the medical world, is profit-driven. So trying to get upset about that. Okay, it's not like that in other countries, but this is our country. Just like when a pandemic hits, you know, we all want to have our own choice and our own point of view, and we want people to listen to us and hear us, and we want to be respected. And, you know, that's we've all bought into that, that policy and so it's no different when we switch gears and we talk about the medical world and, and how it's profit-driven. That's, that's the way it's set up in our country. You know, obviously, if we don't like it, you know, we can change it, but that's going to be a major overhaul. That's going to take a long time. But anyway, how does that, how does that you know, obviously impact your, your choices and decisions every day when, like I said, really diabetes is really a personal journey and uh, I, I've mentioned this before. If you take one, a one-year time, 365 days, how much time are you really with your healthcare professional in terms of them instructing you, advising you, counseling you on your diabetes or whatever disease process that you have? It's, it's got to be less than an hour. I mean, in 365 days of a year, what, an hour maybe, that, that, that's it. So really, you're, you're pretty much on your own is, I guess, what I'm getting to. We only have so much time in the office setting to instruct you and, and get you know, throw you a few little nuggets of information that you can take with you and go home and use that information to help you make better decisions about what you're going to do and what you're not. And no different from beverages. So I always ask patients about beverages because um, unknowingly, that's where a lot of Americans are getting their calories. It's just beverages, just liquid, th- liquid things that you drink every day. And unfortunately, a lot of people don't look at beverages as a obesity-producing maneuver or habit, which it is. So if you're, and again, I grew up in the uh, early '80s. So when I grew up, and again. You, uh, most people did not drink alcohol. I mean, yeah, it was kind of starting to get kind of churned on in terms of beer and wine, but it's, it's not at the level it is now. I mean, right now, it's just a routine, common thing to go out and drink wine or beer or spirits. You have businesses like Specs that, you know, it's, 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 it's basically a grocery store size um, building just filled with alcohol. I mean, that that stuff just didn't exist when I was coming up. So drinking is now very common, and we kind of assume that it's free of problems or it doesn't generate problems because, hey, you know, everybody's doing it, and it just seems a normal thing, and there, there's no side effect, there's no cost to it, and, and there is. Now, certainly moderation is a term that we throw around a lot, and I do agree with that. It's okay to do that periodically, but unfortunately, most people do not do that periodically. Most people are they're stressed out. They're looking for some escape at the end of the day after they've worked all day, maybe typically at a job they don't really like. They don't like their uh, people they work with. They don't like the money they're getting. They don't like the stress and responsibilities that they're getting. And, oh, yeah, somebody just quit, and now they have even more responsibilities. And, no, you're not getting a raise. 
And uh, yeah, you know, the, the amount of, and then COVID, Delta hit, and oh, you know, are we gonna die? And you know, just all this stuff, right? And you, and you know, you can't escape. So a lot of people are looking for something to use every day that they can escape their reality from. And, and again, the alcohol is there. It's at the convenience stores, it's at Specs, it's at all these other big liquor stores. And just because you drink doesn't make you a bad person, Okay, even if you smoke, you're not a bad person. I'm just saying that it has calories. It's got sugar in it. And if you're consuming that on a daily basis, again, if that's your method of escaping your reality and dealing with your stress, then it's going to lead you down a path of weight gain, then weight gain, blood pressure, diabetes, all these different things. And so beverages, whether it be alcohol or non-alcoholic, sugary beverages that I call them, can uh, generate this weight gain and generate obesity. Hey, Leonard from Houston, what's up? Uh, a couple of days ago, I went in and got, had my second iron infusion. I haven't noticed any difference. How long will it be before I notice an improvement? Uh, typically uh, two to four weeks. Oh, it's a slow deal. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty okay. slow because uh, the yeah. iron the iron's got to get into your system and it's got to go where it's going and uh, assist with the development of red blood cells, which is the part of your hematology system that carries oxygen to the vital organs, and that's what makes you feel good. And uh, so when okay. the oxygen's flowing then people feel good. When oxygen's not flowing, then they don't feel as well. So it's, uh, it's, it takes two to four weeks for all that to kind of kick in. So um, that's why you can feel better immediately if they give you a blood transfusion because they're basically giving you a, a big dose of red blood cells to get your numbers up to a certain point so that oxygen can be delivered more efficiently to your tissues, and then you feel better. But And the body's very sen- mm-hmm, Go ahead. This time it was just the infusion. The last time it was, uh, you know, blood. Uh, so it I takes didn't your feel any better. And I just wonder how long it's going to take. Yeah, it takes your body some. Again, on the order of two to four weeks for your body to regenerate the a certain amount of red blood cells in order for you to feel better. The blood transfusion is a big, massive dose of of red blood cells, so that most people feel immediately better i would say within a few hours of getting their blood they feel significantly better but when you allow the body to generate its own rbc's and just the process of making red blood cells and getting it up to a certain level it just takes time two to four weeks good enough thanks big guy all right appreciate that and i, I think we had that conversation before about um iron losing iron in your body and just so you know i've had this conversation not too long ago uh, with some students lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Iron loss is typically a uh, sign or symptom of blood loss, and it is one of the most common causes of anemia uh, in our country, certainly. People hear that term a lot, low blood count, anemia. And uh, again, anemia is a symptom or sign of some disease that your doctor does have to spend some time trying to figure out why you have anemia. And so anytime you have anemia, you should there should be some conversation about what's causing it. And an investigation into what's causing it, if it certainly is persistent or you haven't had an investigation, there needs to be some sort of investigation of why do you have anemia. So try and figure that out. But in terms of the numbers, iron deficiency, anemia, is the most common cause of anemia. And why is that? I had this conversation not too long ago. Number one, 
We use a lot of blood thinners in this country. Why? Because the number one problem in this country is cardiovascular disease. And why is that? Because of Americans' lifestyle. We are sedentary, we are overweight, and we like sugar. And we like starch. Doesn't make you a bad person. That's just the way it is right now. Eating sugar and starch, in my opinion, generates inflammation in your body that never goes away. It never turns off. You know, like when you have an acute injury, you burn yourself, you cut your, your body, the inflammatory system goes into play, it fixes it, and then it goes away. Well, with our lifestyle in terms of being overweight, sedentary, eating a lot of sugary, starchy food, that in the same system that helps us, when it is turned on for a long period of time, will start to hurt us and start to generate disease, and that disease is diabetes. That disease is high blood pressure. That disease is cardiovascular disease, right? That's what's killing us because of our lifestyle. So in order to treat it other than weight loss and eating better, which is going to be cheaper, we take blood thinners so that our blood is not as uh, able to form clots because inflammation, what, generates clots, generates what we call ischemia, where there's no blood flow to your body. So we have to take blood thinners. Now, aspirin is a blood thinner at a certain dose. That's one of the first ones that we normally use. It's cheap. We know about it. You can pick that up at any place for a dollar for, you know, 2,000 aspirin tablets, right? Cheap. But the other blood thinners tend to be a little bit more expensive. Plavix, Brilinta, Prasagrel, Eliquis, Xarelto, Pradoxa. Those are more expensive blood thinners. Nonetheless, they're blood thinners. And yes, blood thinners can generate bleeding. We always have this conversation with patients when we put, a, put them on this medicine. It's unlikely to cause bleeding, but it can cause bleeding. So that is one of the number one reasons why... Um, in my opinion, iron deficiency anemia is one of the most common causes of anemia. We, we take a lot of blood thinners. Uh, number two, kind of for the same reason, inflammation generates pain, joint pain, neck pain, knee pain, back pain, foot pain. And what do we normally do when we're in pain? We go down to the local drugstore and we get an anti-inflammatory, Motrin, Advil, Aleve, Naproxen. And what do anti-inflammatory medicines do? They poke holes in our stomach when you take it long term. What, what happens when you have an which we call an ulcer hole? You bleed. Now, these are not big gushing episodes of bleeding. These are slow oozing bleeding that happens over several weeks to months where your blood counts slowly go down and you eventually go into your doctor like, oh, I just don't feel good. Now, it can be explosive, meaning you, you, know, you take Motrin Advil for several weeks, um, no one told you anything, you don't know about the side effects, and then you blow a gasket, and then you come to the ER coughing or throwing up blood. So it can happen that way. Um, but nonetheless, it's blood loss. Blood loss causes iron deficiency, and so iron deficiency anemia, most common cause of anemia in my experience as a physician here in, in, in this country for those reasons and so the treatment for that, obviously, is to find the source of bleeding. Like I said, most of the time it's the GI tract. That's what causes most of the iron deficiency anemia is bleeding in the GI tract. Um, it's, it's a very long organ, the gastrointestinal system. So any part of the gastrointestinal system can bleed. It can be your stomach. It can be your small intestine. It can be your large intestine. Any part of it, it can be both, one, two, three. And we spend a lot of time trying to figure out where the source is. And it can be very frustrating because we do all these tests and we can't see anything. That happens a lot. Patients come to the hospital for anemia. They're, we give them blood. We find out, oh, it's iron deficiency. Well, let's try and find the source of the bleeding. And we look in their GI system. We can't find anything. And we send patients home. We don't know where you're bleeding. We don't know why you have it. I mean, that happens often because sometimes it's difficult to actually visualize the source of the bleeding. And uh, it comes down to just taking iron infusions and having routine follow-up with your practitioners to see if you develop any other symptoms. A lot of times those same tests 
can be repeated in a month, two months, three months, six months, whatever the practitioner thinks is necessary, again, to try and find a source. Because most of the time, you have to stay on those blood thinners, right? Because you just got a stent in your heart four weeks ago. Or you have abnormal heart rhythm, atrial fibrillation, or you had a clot uh, four weeks ago. And so you have to stay on these blood thinners. And so we battle this problem all the time where a person has to stay on these blood thinners, but they've developed iron deficiency anemia and, and require blood transfusions periodically. We find ourselves in that situation all the time. So it can be a, it can be a busy issue, you know, for the practitioner as well as the patient who's, who's, who has this problem. And, again, we, we face it a lot just because a lot of people on blood thinners, a lot of people bleeding, a lot of people have iron deficiency anemia. So, you know, for those reasons. Anyway, Go on one of my breaks. I think it's our last break. 896-KLVI-1800-330-KLVI. I'll be back. Newt Gingrich here, and I'd like to invite you to listen to my podcast, Newt's World. Most people know me as the former Speaker of the House, but I'm also a historian with a wide range of interests. I enjoy talking with experts in their field and the most interesting people across a variety of subjects. I release four episodes of Newt's World every week with an effort to excite the imagination of our audience, and hopefully you'll learn something new each time you listen. Listen and subscribe for free to Newt's World on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hurry up to Gallery Furniture. I'm Mattress Mac, the king of furniture financing. Gallery Furniture worked hard to get you financed today. We've got no interest financing with your good credit. 24 months, 36, 48, 60 months, depending on how much you buy, how much you put down, and best of all, get that no interest financing today. Galley Furniture delivers your furniture free, free, free to Houston area home in three or four hours a day. No interest financing available with your good credit. Free, free, free delivery today. Free haul of your old furniture. Free delivery, Galley saves money today. Murder in Illinois is the new true crime podcast that attempts to answer the question, who really killed the Vaughn family? In 2007, Chris Vaughn's wife and three children were found murdered in their SUV. Chris was arrested and convicted, though he claims to have no memory of the events. Both the prosecution's theory and the defense's theory are incorrect. That's not how it happened. So how did it happen, Lauren? Listen to Murder in Illinois on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you hear my computer career ads and think, I don't know anything about computers? Well, you don't have to. Before starting, many graduates could turn a computer on and off. And that's it. Now they're IT pros. You could do it too. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation. You could start your new life in as little as four months. Grants covering up to 53% of the cost are available to those who qualify. It's not rocket science. It's my computer career. There's never been a better time than right now to get the absolute most money for your old car. Hi, this is John Duratz at Twin City Motors, your dealer for the people. Our mobile buying unit's been buying so many cars because we're paying more, and we make it so easy. Visit johnbuyscars.com, and we'll drive to your home or business to make a top-of-the-line offer on your old vehicle. Any make, any model, any condition. And if you accept our offer, we'll buy it on the spot and pay off your loan. It can't get any easier. johnbuyscars.com. It's the safest, easiest, most efficient way to sell your car. No strangers coming to your home, no awkward negotiations. You pick the time, you pick the location, and Twin Cities used car buyer will be there. Just click johnbuyscars.com or you can call us at Twin City Motors and ask for the mobile buying unit. Twin City Motors wants to buy your old vehicle and will pay more. Go to johnbuyscars.com. Come see us at Twin City Motors or call 981-1220. If the pandemic's taught us anything, it's that the easiest way for germs to get into your body is the nose. We all know how to wash our hands, but how do you clean your nose? For over 2 million Americans, the answer is Navage Nasal Care. Navage uses powered suction to flush out allergens, mucus, and germs that cause congestion, colds, and flu so you can breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and feel healthier. Better yet, Navage is all-natural and drug-free. That's why one of America's top respiratory hospitals recommends nasal irrigation to stay healthy, explaining that bacteria and viruses thrive in warm and moist environments and that you can wash away those germs so they don't make your nose their home. Experience Navage at zero risk. Go to Navage.com, buy Navage, and use it for a month. If you're not delighted, return it for a full refund. There's nothing to lose and a lifetime of better breathing to gain. Also available at Target, Walgreens, CVS, Bed Bath, and Rite Aid. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E. Portions of the following program were pre-recorded. 
You're listening to Dr. Levine's Medical Hour on News Talk 560 KLVI. To join the conversation, call 896-KLVI or 800-330-KLVI. All right. Welcome back to the Dr. Levine Medical Hour. Coming to our last uh, section here. Not too much time left in this show. goes by so, so fast. It really does. Life does, too. Don't waste any time. Get up and do something. Do not waste any time. You never know if it's your last day or what's going to happen in the next hour, two hours, next month, week. Act like it's your last day. Get up. Go do something. Make it count. Anyway, uh, phone lines are open. Thank you for uh, the callers today. Again, uh, Delta variant is on the rise, but we were expecting it. And uh, there's nothing to be afraid of. Listen to the experts. They're telling us what to do. Get vaccinated. Wear your mask, really. And it doesn't really matter if, you know, by law they say wear your mask. I think that's how we're approaching this. You know, the the politicians say, oh, okay, you don't have to wear your mask, so it's okay. You want to listen to your medical experts. They're the ones who know about how viruses work, how pandemics spread, how they get worse. Those are the experts. Politicians certainly have their job to do, and they're good people, but... In terms of getting information and what to do, if your experts are saying wear the mask, you should just wear your mask. I mean, we have proven to ourselves that this stuff really works. I mean, two months ago, COVID was almost, it just disappeared. It went away. You know, we were just, oh, my God, remember the pandemic and remember this, remember that. And now here we are with another little um, rise here. And um, some someone said, oh, we're on the fourth surge. I'm like, I I've really lost count of the, the amount of surges that we've had or spikes or whatever they're calling it. Um, I mean, really, the pandemic is here, and we're going to continue to see just the numbers are going to go up for a certain period of time and then down and then up and then down. This is, um, it's here to stay, and we have to figure out how to live in it, and the way we live in it is wear those masks and get vaccinated and uh, certainly get tested if you feel like you do have that so you can quarantine and um control the spread and, and prevent the spread. I mean, the basic stuff, and that hasn't changed in terms of the message since the pandemic started, So, it, and it's never going to change. No matter what you call it, Delta, Zeta, Beta, uh, COVID-19, COVID-20, it's, it's always going to be the same in terms of the practices that each and, uh, each and every one of us should be practicing in order to do our part and control this uh, pandemic in our country. So we all, we all got to come together in this situation. It's the only way it's going to work. So we can get through it. Y'all have a good day. We'll see y'all next week. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.